Welcome back. Another brand new episode of Nothing Important Podcast. Your host, Matt Reyes. Here. Here. Brand new day, beautiful day, ladies and gentlemen. It is midday, but the cicadas in Georgia are buzzing. Cicadas. Very interesting insect. Um, not going to Google it. I'm just going to go off memory. So this is probably inaccurate, ladies and gentlemen, but fuck it. You know, this is not the, the Wikipedia podcast. This is not the fact checker podcast. This is the nothing important podcast. And from what I understand with cicadas, um, they have a long lifespan and they go into hibernation for, I think, like four years. Is this is this completely incorrect? I just heard it from somebody. <laughs> I just heard it from somebody in the in the history of passing on information. That's always been a sketchy game. Previous to the internet, you would have to go to people who were accredited for information. They were vetted through systems of academia to be able to be uh, an expert on things. And that's how people got information, books, and going you know, through the educational system. And, uh, nowadays, we have the internet. And uh, what that creates a habit of is... You just read shit. You read shit online. And obviously, there is a conflict of interest there. The people who are posting shit online, they want engagement. They want people to read the articles, read the information. So they might they might spin it a little bit. So who knows what the fuck is really going on, right? But I took it a step further, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I listened to word of mouth and I'm like, oh, that sounds right. And I heard cicadas hibernate. For like four years, four years of hibernation and they come out of hibernation for an extended period of time to uh, scream in your fucking backyard. They don't look nice either. I don't know if there's any attractive bug. (laughs) Does that exist? A pretty insect? I think ladybugs are nice looking until you like flip them over and they're just, you know, it's another fucking bug. It's wild. It's wild shit, you know? But yeah, the cicadas are like fucking screaming in Georgia. There's therapeutic noises in nature. And then there's cicadas. And I would not necessarily call that therapeutic. You know? It mimics the sound of water. Almost. But it's a little bit creepier. It's a little bit fucking creepier. And they're getting loud. They're fucking getting loud, ladies and gentlemen. What's your favorite insect? Anybody who is a continual listener. What insect intrigues you? What insect are you drawn to? You know? Insects are wild, man. They're very, 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 very incredible creatures. They have, you know, strength beyond the um, observable anatomy. Right. So like they can pick up things that are a hundred times their weight. Once again, don't fucking fact check me. It's not the Wikipedia podcast. I'm just talking. And um, they have like, you know, it's why people who make comic books. When we create the concept of superhuman abilities, we would draw inspiration from other creatures like insects, you know, very famous Spider-Man. Spider-Man. How incredible. Spider-Man shoots webs out of his wrist. Or, I mean, there's, there's a thousand fucking variations. They want him to keep on making money off the same premise. I get it. So there's some of them that shoot webs out of the wrist. The other one's like, you know, technologically savvy. So he doesn't. He created something to shoot webs out of his wrist, but he's still super athletic and strong like a spider. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I can't keep up. But I think about that, man, like these incredible abilities that these insects have. And just things in nature have. And, um, you know, what separates us. Obviously, with the insects, they're tiny. If you're in in America. I mean, there's some big bugs in America. But if you go to fucking Asia, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It is creepy how big those bugs get. Um, But they're still nowhere in proportion to 
the anatomy of a human being, of man and woman. And so when we see like a mosquito, you can just like slap it and it's dead. You know, you see a, a water bug, you can step on it and it's dead. But if they were close to our size, holy shit. That's like terrifying. You watch those like Jurassic Park movies and shit like that. And they talk about prehistoric times and prehistoric bugs. Oh my gosh. That would be fucking. That's craziness. Um, but I get fascinated with that shit. Not just because, you know, I'm sitting here trying to drown out the noise. It's wild. It's fucking wild, ladies and gentlemen. It is fucking wild. For anybody who is, is an individual is like, I hate living in the inner city. I hate living in a bustling city. If you're in San Francisco or you're from New York or you're from anywhere that has like a lot of like uh, human congestion. There's a lot of people around. There's a give and a take. Yeah, if you live in the countryside, you don't have to deal with being around all that stimulus. And I guess that's healthier to the natural state of a human being. But then you got to fucking listen to these bucks. <laughs> And that shit is something else. It's something else, man. You know? What is the purpose of that? You know, great minds hate say shit like, you know, if the bumblebees ran out and how many years it would take us to go extinct because they're so important to the overall ecosystem or if the fucking, you know, that type of idea. You know, whether that's true or not, that just sounds like something that sounds good. <laughs> It sounds good, but who knows? You know, maybe we don't need them. You know? I think about the things that these creatures are able to do and the balance of life because they're so anatomically small. They're so tiny. It's like it balances it out. So mosquitoes can come and they can just keep on fucking biting you. And that's annoying. But not a big deal in America, at least. Thank God. Um, it's interesting, man. I think about it as well because of like instinct versus what human beings call will, what we consider to be will, you know, what, what, what do we, what makes us different is that we have like a conscious brain for the most part, but even that we're like, we're still herded. Still herded like cattle, right? Um, society has rules, and if you're born into a certain time, there's no avoiding all of the rules. You can't avoid all of the rules. You know what I mean? Somebody invented a car, and somebody invented a stoplight because the car is bigger than the human being, and if there's no stoplight, we would get hit by the car. That would not be good, right? <laughs> So there's rules in place. They make sense. And it would, it would be intelligent to, you know, obey some of these rules. But in like the insect kingdom or the animal kingdom, it's not a lot of that. It's more just baked in them, their ability. And I find that so fantastically amazing. Like instead of creating like a superhero concept of... Uh, somebody with superhuman abilities, maybe somebody that lacks that human quality of, I don't know what you call it, like observing or being influenced, right? Being influenced by like external information or being indoctrinated with things or educated with things. I, I said it because I'm like, you see like a hawk, right? The hawk has little hawk babies. What do you call those? Are those chicks? I don't know. And I imagine at some point inside, baked in that instinctual understanding of what the hawk is and what the hawk has to do, um, the hawk would like dump the babies out of the nest so that the baby could fly. And that's incredible. That's fucking incredible. You know what I mean? Like they just know to do that. And then the bird... Baby bird knows how to fly, that they learn how to fly. And that's fucking, you know what I mean? Humans are not like that. Humans are not like that. 
you know? We have so much things that teach us and direct us which way to go. What, what is good? What is bad? What are we supposed to do? How things are supposed to be done. And that's like beliefs. I don't think animals have belief systems. <laughs> they just know. Like, you know, I, I just saw a hawk land on a roof. It just knows after it's done doing whatever the fuck. It's, it's hawk duties. Just, you know, it's living in Atlanta. It's not really a super primal hawk. It still has those primal instincts. So it wants to get on a fucking high perch and just stare at shit. Right? That's what hawks do. They just stare at shit. Air predator. Right? And after he's done with that shit, he just knows he could just jump and fly. It's fucking incredible. It's, it's amazing. You know, what if human beings were born with that level of instinctual understanding of ability? That's a superpower. That is a superpower to know what you can do and just do it without hesitation. That is a fucking super power, ladies and gentlemen. It's a super motherfucking power. There's a crumb that is a giant crumb in perspective to an ant and it falls on the ground and the ant knows it can just go over there and pick it up. And I'm sure if you get on Instagram or TikTok or scroll whatever fucking site that you, you spend your time scrolling, you will find people lifting shit that is too heavy for them to lift. <laughs> Because we're humans, you know? We're not born with that. We have to, like, go through a different living experience to, you know, know, I guess, our, our limits. All that motivational talk tells you, you know, you, you don't have any limits. You can do anything. And beautiful mental state of being. I'm always about being positive. I'm always about believing in self, because it can't hurt to believe in self. It can only hurt to be filled with doubt and to live a life of apprehension and fear. That surely limits. And I logically understand, you know, I've experienced it, ladies and gentlemen. I grew up idolizing basketball. I want to fucking dunk a basketball. It's not in my cards. But I had to learn that. I had to experience it. I had to try. And, you know leads you toward a greater understanding of self. But what if you were just born knowing? Like think about how much of an efficient life that is <laughs> without the direction or leadership of uh, idea groups, religions, schools of thought, that you could just be born knowing your physical, mental, and um, environmental capabilities. Incredible. What a superpower. Oh, what a superpower. You know, good with the bad, ladies and gentlemen. Ying with the motherfucking yang with the motherfucking good with the motherfucking bad. It's all, you know, animals, insects don't get to experience this incredible, beautiful existence that human beings get to experience. <laughs> they don't get they fucking, you know, flying around, crawling around. What an incredible, you know, there, there can be colonies of insects that exist right next to human civilization. And for generations, because their lifespans are shorter, generations and generations never interact with human beings. And then one day, somebody just like fucking wants to plant a tree somewhere. And so they go and they fucking dig up and then there's a whole bunch of insects and they're just like seeing a human for the first fucking time. I wonder how they perceive us. It must be like this alien or this god to them. We're just another creature. You know, not really conscious truly of them. We have our perception of them, but they're so much smaller and they have such a different existence. So we're both interacting, but it's not really like a clear communicative interaction. We don't know what's going on with them, really. We can study them. They don't know what's going on with us. So generations and generations, they're just doing whatever the fuck they do. And then a person. Holy shit. You know? Is that traumatic to them? Do they have trauma? <laughs> do they get trauma? I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know. But it's interesting. 
that's a cool thing to think about. The cicadas have quieted, quieted down, and the balance of the universe, uh, my neighbors upstairs are, uh, they're playing musical chairs with very heavy furniture. It's fucking, oh my God. Oh, it's wonderful. Um, <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, but yeah, gotta drown out the noise, ladies and gentlemen. Such an important thing in this lifetime to drown out the noise. To drown out the noise. How important, how much of a gift is developing that skill? You know? Taking your life and planning it out outside of what society says you have to do or what religions or idea groups say you have to do. And um, whilst being, you know, a law-abiding citizen, you want to be a fucking law-abiding citizen. But... You know, if you're a balanced, even keel, normal person, nobody is, but you get the point of what I'm saying. If you are just trying to get after something that's not bad and you, you plot that out, what what's going to happen naturally? There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise and you can't avoid it. It's not, it's not even something you want to avoid. You just want to build the skill of existing and acting within that, right? I could have started the podcast. And all the cicadas mimicking a thousand uh, truckers urinating, right? (laughs) At an incredibly large oasis slash pit stop for truckers. I could have heard that and it would deter me. And I say, I'll wait till it's a little bit more quiet. But why? Why? No point. What is better? Is to exist within that noise and to continue doing what you're doing, ladies and gentlemen. Because it's important. It's importante. It's importante. One of my favorite movies growing up. It was a biblical movie. You don't have to be Christian to watch the movie. It's a beautiful animation. It is a beautiful animation filled with parable and tales that you can draw your own meanings from. doesn't have to be that you adhere to a religion. The movie I'm talking about. The Prince of Egypt. Woo! Prince of Egypt, ladies and gentlemen. Incredible movie. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Story. Very famous story. Very famous book. It's called The Bible. Ever heard of it? Maybe you're an ant and for hundreds of generations, your ant family has not been exposed to the Bible. And uh, this is your first time. Very unlikely. It's a very famous book. Very unlikely. Um, But I'm sure there's parts of the world where people have never seen the Bible. That's how big the planet is. And um, this story is about a guy named Moses. And Moses was an enslaved, persecuted Jewish baby. <laughs> but when Jews were black and he, uh, his mother had to make the very difficult decision of putting him in a basket and putting him on the bed of a river that still exists called the Nile and letting that basket float down and praying to God and hoping that that baby is okay because the mother was being persecuted. Um, It was a time of oppression. The Egyptians were enslaving the Jews, the Hebrews, and um, they were coming to kill. And so the mother goes and lays this baby on the, the river and the river takes that baby to the Egyptians, to some wealthy Egyptians, the pharaoh and the, the queen. Uh, what is the, the pharaoh, pharaoh West? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> baby gets carried to the pharaoh whatever is like the gender appropriate pronoun. Um, and she has a moment of just being a mother. She doesn't look at the baby and says, you little black Jew... <laughs> she says it's a baby. It's a baby in a basket, right? How ironic. And she picks up the baby and she says, I'm going to raise this baby. And Moses, who was born into the oppressed Hebrew Hebrews in um, Egypt, was then raised by the uh, rich, wealthy, in power Egyptians. And... um 
you know, has that, that normal rich kid life. It's just raised by the Egyptians. The pharaohs, his dad, the pharaohess or whatever, how the fuck you said it. That's his mom and his older brother is the blood-born son of um, Ramses. And he has this life of incredible privilege and um, grows up and then starts to unravel a truth that he was not savvy to. Right? Going back to them ants. Sometimes you're underground, you can't see. Somebody comes to try to plant a tree and then whoop, whole new world. Different movie. You get it. And uh, something happens and he, he starts to recognize. He's like, wait, you're not my dad. You're not my dad. You're not my dad. <laughs> and he starts figuring out. He's like, oh shit, this guy is not my dad. Who am I? So he goes on that journey and starts realizing that he was orphaned and comes to the conclusion that he is not a wealthy Egyptian. He was raised by wealthy Egyptians. He's actually a dirty uh, Jew baby, dirty black Jew baby. <laughs> and his people were suffering and they were enslaved. And he, uh, he goes and he has this, this deep conflict internally because he's saying to himself, oh my God, I was raised with all these privileges and with all this wealth, but my people and who I come from, they're suffering. So I've, I've really been just eating off of the suffering of my own and has this conflict and this like this divine intervention happens. And this is all in the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, you don't have to take a literal if you don't want to. Amazing parable. You draw your own fucking meanings from it. He goes on his voyage to kind of find himself and gets out of that bubble of insulated wealth and uh, has an interaction with the divine and God speaks to him and says that he was chosen to free his people. Moses was chosen to free his people. And so he goes through this transformation of character where he gives up the persona and the lifestyle of affluence in an attempt to not only come into understanding of who he actually is and where he comes from, but to abide by this divine um, intervention, this something telling him, you got to do this. This is what you're meant to do. You got to free your people. You know, however fucking confusing that may be for that individual. So that's probably a lot of burden. You know what I'm saying? You got to get rid of all that good wine and the gold chains and all that shit. <laughs> Going to the fucking desert, not a lot of water. Everybody resents you because you grew up fucking rich. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's tough. It's tough. And now he has to find his way through that and uh, also try to help the circumstance. And um, holy shit, they're getting crazy upstairs. Um, yeah, when I help that circumstance and um, I think about that, man, I'm like, whoa, whoa, Moses. What a motherfucking... And you can go watch the movie. It's an incredible movie. You know, I'm not going to give away all the things that happen. But basically, the whole idea there is, um, you know, like, just like those insects or the animals. You know, that's the difference between them and us. It's like we don't... We're not born with an understanding of exactly who we are or what our capabilities are. And it can be a very jarring experience through the trials of life or even the comforts of life to come to a realization of who you are, what you are, and what you're supposed to do. Now I'm saying, you know what I mean? Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, this is me just drawing meaning from the things that are around me. And that's a beautiful thing. I think you should do so. I think there should be more of that in life. I think outside of the realm of influence, which is powerful, no judgment, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a cog in the gear shifter of the machine that is driving this country, we all are, we all are part of whatever the fuck this is, you know, Andrew Tate's matrix, right? <laughs> Society, civilization, the new Rome, who knows? But um, outside of that, to be able to free yourself in thought 
and free yourself in spirit and free yourself in circumstance and dig deep, find meanings around you, be introspective to come to an understanding outside of what you were taught and what you've learned or what you've been exposed to. Maybe there's an opportunity in your life where the dirt gets uncovered and now you're facing the sunshine and you have to come into an understanding of things that you were not raised in understanding of. And that would bring you on a journey of self-realization. Who are you? Who do you, who, who are you really? You know what I mean? Um, is that a sustainable reality for everybody? <laughs> Many would argue no. They would say no, civilization is, the foundation of civilization is order and governance. Um, and there may be truth to that, but outside of civilization, it's not like you chose to be born. It's not like you chose your parents. It's not like you chose where you grew up. You do want to explore some of the freedoms in your life, which we all have them. And I think the exploration of them is based on beliefs. What can I do? What can't I do? You know what I mean? People will tell you, you can't do this. You can't do this. And they'll try to scare you. And you can't do this. You can't do this. And um, you can listen to that. And there's some things you can't do. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> there's some things you can't do, ladies and gentlemen. There's some things that are ill-advised. It's not all just fear. Sometimes it is wisdom. And wisdom gets packaged in a delivery method that may be scary. And the wise individuals delivering that may be doing so to try to get into that fucking psyche of the person who can't see. Right? That is real as well. But what I'm talking about is not government takeover. I'm not talking about Reddit revolt. I'm not talking about Occupy Wall Street, ladies and gentlemen. Destroy the technocracy. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not saying become Neo. I'm not saying go fight all the fucking, you know what I mean? The agents. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm just talking about on a personal level, individual by individual basis. Do we explore that opportunity that we all have to come closer and understanding of what we are, who we are, and uh, what our capabilities are. And I like to think that everybody has more power than they think they do. And everybody has more ability. And um, without the blaming or analyzing why those things are not explored, just staying on, on topic with the, uh, the ability that we do have more freedoms than we explore. I believe that. I believe that, ladies and gentlemen. And however that's revealed to you is however it's fucking revealed to you. However it's revealed to you is however it's revealed to you. You know? If you believe in God and you pray to God and you say, God, show me. Don't get mad when he shows you. <laughs> Don't get mad. Don't get mad. You know? But I continually have this undying perspective on life and the world. And I think life is beautiful. I truly think life is beautiful. I see it as magical. I see it as wonderful. And um, that is with the burden of consciousness of what's going on. Right? It is a very common mindset that people walk with to evade danger or to evade um, conflict where everybody wants to stay in their own small bubble and not really pay attention to everything that's going on or have opinions on everything that's going on. And um, I'm of the opinion that that's not healthy. I don't think that we should exists in a society where people can't think thoughts or express certain ideas. I always believe that, you know, we should have the right to say what we feel. It's not about being right or wrong. It is an exploration of a freedom that is God-given, not 
you know, your government telling you or civilization telling you or whoever has the power. And, um, you know, I, I think the more people that have that engagement with that freedom, the more it frees other people up. I really believe that. I really believe that. You know, and it's a healthy thing. It creates a healthier society. I think it creates a healthier uh, overall psyche in human beings where we can. Um, and there's a thin line, ladies and gentlemen, attacking or psychological attacks or trying to hurt people. There's a thin line between that and actual opinions and seeing something and saying, I don't believe that that's right. Or I don't think this is working. It's a thin line. It's a damn motherfucking line. It all comes with experience and wisdom as you grow. Once again, you're not a fucking hawk. You are not a hawk. You're not a pigeon. You're not just born knowing you can fucking fly. You got fig- <laughs> to figure it out. You got to figure it out. Right? We're humans. Um, I think it's also wonderful to think about that stuff like in perspective to like all this alien talk coming back out. You know? It's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. What a society was just unveiled in total to something that we just had no conscious concept of. We've speculated on it. It's been in the mainstream and entertainment, and it's been in the consideration of all human beings, like life outside of, intelligent life outside of um, human beings. And... um, you know what my opinion on that? I think that regardless of aliens are real or not, that is the arrogance of humanity. We feel like our subset of senses, our perception of consciousness, which is limited, our um, view of reality is the most important or is even the most pervasive. And so when we say stuff like intelligent life outside of human beings, what we're really saying is like other creatures with thumbs, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like other creatures who anatomically could dominate. That's what we're really saying. We're not really talking about intellect because we don't know if trees talk to each other. We don't know. We don't understand how animals communicate with each other. We don't know why if there's like a, f- a fire in the forest, all the animals start running first. They just know. Or if there's like a natural disaster, the animals just know. We don't have that instinct, right? It's not as uh, tuned in, dialed in as theirs is. But we value so much the human reality. And so we just discount everything that is lower than us on the food chain as not being up to par with our intellect. You know, maybe there is other incredibly intelligent beings right around us. All around us, ladies and gentlemen. All around us. At the same damn time. Um, you know? It's interesting. It's wild, too, because um, I just talked about, like, what if bugs had trauma? What if, like, ants had trauma? <laughs> They're just, like, generations under the dirt doing whatever the fuck they doing. Somebody comes, they want to plant a fucking rose garden. They just dig up. The ants see them. They're like, what the fuck is this giant being? Is it a god? Is it a devil? What's going on? Some people get destroyed in the making. There's casualties. This is evil. And the perception is just so fucking like, what the fuck is happening? So confusing because of the lack of exposure to this thing. And what we do as human beings a lot is the knee-jerk reaction is typically uh, fear of the unknown. I don't understand this. And I'm, it makes me scared, right? And uh, there's other ants that crawl into somebody's house and they see people all fucking day. And they just sit there and they plot. They'll be like, oh, that guy's cool. He's going to drop some fucking Cheetos. I'm going to go over there, <laughs> pick up the Cheeto, bring it to the, the crew. You know, we're going to have lunch. It's cool. And they're the same creatures. But the exposure leaves one with like, oh, my God, this jarring experience. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, and the other ones are just chilling. They're just waiting. They're like, it's cool. Nothing bad is happening. <laughs> Nothing bad is happening. We just got to wait till we drop those Cheetos. Pick it up. We're going to eat. Um, 
I think that is why the concept of God is so attractive to me. Beside the fact that I would be an ignoramus, ladies and gentlemen, it's not saying I'm not an ignoramus. Um, I would be a very silly man to say that I've not been very fortunate in my life. Extremely, extremely fortunate. And to discard all the fortunes that I've had because of hardships or trials that I've been through would be very one-sided. It would be me covering one eye. I would be blind to say that I've not felt the presence of something that is bigger, that is stronger, that is um, more powerful than I am, navigate me and save my ass <laughs> on countless occasions, ladies and gentlemen, save my ass. And so, you know, that gives me an understanding of like faith, gives me an understanding of, um, gives me an understanding or, or, or sense of God. Beside that, just personal preference, that the idea of a God is so attractive to me. Such an attractive idea to me because of that, you know? It's the consideration of like exposure to something. Maybe there's people who have never been exposed to divine or experience something that is that profoundly unknown in the entirety of their life. And so they navigate a certain way thinking that that is it. And the second that they're introduced or exposed to something that um, is undeniably unknown, then they may have a fearful reaction to it. But it's not bad. It's not bad. It's uh, just something some people are exposed to, some people are not. And um, I think in my lifetime, I've been exposed to that sense of God, that understanding or Having that, and I feel very fortunate about that. I feel extremely fortunate about that. You know, I'm not a perfect person. I'm not gonna start doing that. I'm not gonna start doing it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not gonna start singing these old two thousand songs. Um, what is the new noise I'm hearing right now? There's a truck backing up. Oh, it really did. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> hilarious. Uh, that's my brunch truck, ladies and gentlemen. That is my money being dropped off. I'm a rich man now. Nobody change up on me. I watched that, too. I watched, like, the grief of people who find a material success, which is very possible in this country. We can complain. We can shit on politicians. We can get mad about stuff. And that's all very valid. Nobody's perfect. No system is perfect. But America provides people with opportunities that are incredible. And if we had the perspective of how people live on other parts of this planet, this is not trying to uh, brush over the evils of this nation. Everybody's aware there's some fucked up shit going on in America. But it's fucked up shit going on all over the planet and in America, we do experience freedoms that are very foreign to foreigners, to people who are in different parts of the, to the world, you know? And um, this nation does provide opportunities for people to, the concept of upward mobility. You know, you remember when you were in history class in third grade and they were telling you about like Indian caste systems and, you know, monarchies and all that shit. It's like you were just like stuck. You were just stuck where you're at a lot of times. And it's a beautiful thing to experience, even though this country needs to heal. This country needs to heal. It needs to be more fair to the people who have built this country. It needs to um, open its heart, baby. Um, Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it needs to... Yeah, yeah, we, 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 got, we got shit we got to clean up, but... In the interim, in the time being, being, there still is opportunities that are beautiful, that were not present in this nation in the past, and that are, were not, are not present currently around the world. And so, um, all that to say, I'm rich. No, I, I watch these uh, people who find success, and they have this conflict. And it's something that it's incredible. It's like, Everybody's experienced shit in their life. 
that they're like, I never thought I'd be going through this. I never thought I'd be going through this. Every person experiences these things in their lives, um, good and bad. And when you go through those things, it's a shocking event. And you say, I never saw myself here, but um, it opens your eyes to things and you grow from them and things get better. And uh, something that I see and I, I trust it and I believe it in the eyes of people and the words of people who are, have found success in their life, material success, success in their career, they always talk about how money changes people around you. The old adage is like money changes you. Money is going to change you. Money corrupts. Money does this. Money does that. And so people find it very evil. You know, it's, it's, it's considered like it has this kind of like underlying, it's evil. And, but you hear people with money talk about it. And it seems like life shifts in the way that other people around you change. Other people show their true colors. And that's a tough thing, man. Am I sympathizing with rich people? Yes, because they're people too. <laughs> they're human beings too. I think that's a wild thing. I would never want to be that type of person where just because somebody has money, you lose a sense of their humanity. Because that's the same game as somebody with money looking at somebody without it and just seeing them, you know, with that lens of like they're nothing because they don't have anything. It's a sick mentality. It's not real. It's not real. It's just the circumstances paint things to appear certain ways. And I don't want to judge people off of that. I want to see like the value of character and a person and um, their attempt at goodness. I don't think any of us can be truly good. I think we can all work at it. And so I, I do kind of sympathize with people when I hear them say that stuff. They're like, you know how money changes and it doesn't take pain away. It just kind of exposes people around you. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, that's fucking wild. It's fucking wild. You watch those like 30 for 30s and they have like the athletes. It's heartbreaking shit. It's like, you know, young kid gifted by God, gifted by God with incredible athleticism. He gets into the fucking NFL combine. He's jumping his fucking shoes, touching the rim. He's like, it's just, it's incredible. God-gifted abilities, and he just shoots up through the ranks of society, starts getting paid inordinate amounts of motherfucking money. Brinks truck, back it up. Doot, doot, doot. And uh, then you hear their state, like fucking five, ten years later, they do like these interviews. <laughs> and these people tell these horror stories about the people that they love. The people that they love, the people that they value, the people that they thought loved them. And how money affected those people. And that's got to be painful. It has got to be a painful revelation. When the people that you thought. <laughs> you thought you loved. Or that they, you thought loved you. And then you, you really see what's going on. It's like a lot of people. I think m poverty changes people more than money does. I think poverty changes people more than money does. And I think that's not talked about in society a lot, but I, I think it's true. The desperation, the jealousy, the envy, the um, all these resentments that people build up because they want what somebody else has. And uh, sick is sickness. It is a disease. I want no parts of, ladies and gentlemen. And, you know, all the shit goes on to the individuals who have money. And it is true. There can be money earned in bad ways. There's a lot of examples. You can find tons of examples of ways that people make a lot of money and it's ill-gotten gain. But the focus is so predominantly on that that we don't realize there's tons of people who are wealthy and live happy lives deservingly. You know what I mean? They use what was God given to them to do things that are good or provide value in fair exchange for money. And those people just get lumped in with, you know, fucking crooks. <laughs> they get lumped in with a Sam Bankman Freed. You know what I mean? It's not all the same game, baby. 
It's not all the same game. It's not the crypto boom. It's not always that. Sometimes people just make good decisions. or They're smart or they have God-gifted abilities and they earn high because of that. And people resent them for that. And that's not fair. That's not right. Because then with that mindset of resenting somebody because they have more, it, it, it kills the individual with the resentment. It kills their spirit. It kills their soul because you're, it's implying that you, the value of money is more than humanity. And that's sickness. <laughs> that is a sickness. You know? It's pervasive, though. It is pervasive. People don't care if they have what they need. People don't care if they have safety or, you know, and then they rot their insides or their brains with desires that may be within or without their reach. And if that gets to the point where they resent people who have things that they don't have, it's like you lose the humanity. And naturally, if you lose humanity for another, you're losing it for yourself. Then what would you, you know what I'm saying? You just become a shell. Become a shell, man. It's not good. It's a not a good. It's a not a good. I would love to see a society with more of a healthy balance where there, there is a logical, pragmatic focus on um, the importance of finance. And being financially healthy. It is important, ladies and gentlemen. Poverty, no good. But without the the sickness of it, the resentment, the hatred, the envy, you know, the things that people hide in their heart that comes out at, you know, these times. Like, you know, you got a fucking person in your family and they, they're ready to take off and then people show their fucking... They true colors. It's like, whoa. Hey, whoa. Whoa. It's wild, man. Um, but is what it is, right? It is what it is. No, ladies and gentlemen, it's not is what it is. You have a choice to um, you know, conform to those things. It's all once again, it's all about beliefs. We're not pigeons. We are not pigeons. No matter how much they try to convince you you're a pigeon, you're not a pigeon. Um, and so we, we, we grow and we experience this life and through this living experience, uh, make choices, willful choices to get closer to who we are and what, what we are and our capabilities. And um, yeah. It's tough though. I do, you know, I sympathize as well. People who get broken by society. Um, I don't look at everybody like they're evil because they're full of resentment or they're evil because they're full of hatred or they're evil because they're full of badness in their heart. Life can be very difficult. Life can be very difficult. And um, based off of circumstances, some people have tough situations where they don't have love or support or they have, you know, and this could lead them to making decisions. End of the day, it's still a decision, but could lead them to making decisions where they change themselves based off of the actions of others. And this probably happens with some of these people that we look at with money and we're like, oh, this person's evil. They do such evil things. They do this. Maybe they're just affected by their external to a point that we can't understand. You know, they're, they're affected by resentments or attacks or... Things that are not clear to us. You know? We talking about my brink truck is coming, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm out of here. No. Um, joking. Or am I? Or am I? Uh. <laughs> yeah, man. I really do think like the base level of it is. And maybe this is just what's best for me. This is not advice, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just expressing myself. Maybe a better route is not to give advice, but to express the self. And if people agree with that, great. And if they don't, cool. And for me, um, I never want to lose that sense of humanity. 
I don't look at homeless people in a derogatory way. I never have. I never will. I don't look at people who have inordinate amounts of money in a derogatory way. I have. I will no longer. <laughs> I don't now and I will no longer. Because I realize it's, 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 you know, double-edged sword. It's the same shit, man. It's the same shit. You hear people say, you, you bring that up to people and they'll be like, fuck that, this motherfucker's rich, I don't give a fuck. No, man, life is, it, 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 life is life, man. Life is life. Um, as I grow, I try to express gratitude for what I have in the moment without projecting in the future and saying, anticipating loss or anticipating gain. Just right now being really, really grateful. Not in a condescending way, but in a really honest way. Like, you have to be because, you know, otherwise it would just be one-sided. You'd just be focusing on the negative. You'd be saying to yourself, oh my God, all this bad happening. You're not looking at all the beautiful shit. <laughs> you're not looking at all the blessing. You're not looking, you're just ignoring all that shit. Now there's a lot of beautiful things that happen, man. There's a lot of beautiful things that happen for everybody. For everybody. And today is a beautiful day. Today is a great day to be alive. It's a wonderful day, ladies and gentlemen. I hope this is my Mr. Rogers. I'm taking my shoes. I'm tying them. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking to you. I'm taking them off. I'm putting on some other shoes. We inside. What the fuck is really going on? What the fuck is really going on? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, indeed. Life is a beautiful thing. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that's going to be the motherfucking podcast. I talked about ants. I talked about cicadas. Are they going back into hibernation? Are they going to continue? Who knows? We're going to see. I might, after the podcast, Google it. We could do that. Let's do a, a synchronized event. Let us all combine our energy in the name of positivity and uh, go onto Google and try to make that, uh, you know, uh, a number one searched item. Cicadas and their hibernation period. Let's do that all together. And before that, you know what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen? I'm going to sign off. I'm going to tell you, anybody who's going to continue listening to Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me un favor. I say one favor, but it's not one favor. I want you to do me a couple favors. I know you're going to do it, too. I know you're going to do it. Go on to the Instagram, like, post, like, reels. Go on to my Twitter, El Nada Dada. Like the post. Go on to the YouTube visual content. Isn't it beautiful? Use both of your eyes. Look, listen, absorb, feel, enjoy. Like, post, comment, follow. Until next time.